Yeah, I'm 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 here. So anyway, not, I mean, just because you're you're sitting there picking cotton, oh, uh, which is cultural appropriation, is it not? It is definitely. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes, it is definitely. You're culturally appropriating. Let's get into that in just a minute because right now I got to say, here it is—the show that answers the musical question: Who's your daddy? That and more today on Political QRM. Buckle up and lock and load. We're back again, and um, the country and the Republicans, we have a gift that keeps on giving, and her name is Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Oh, my God. You believe her? Oh, my God. The new Green Deal. The new Green Deal, which I I just have one question for her on the new Green Deal, because she's going to start putting trains across oceans and stuff. I know, I know. Right. It's eight thousand miles that train, to Japan. If that train, it, it, yeah, but that's you know you have to make stops along the way, like the subway, right? Yeah, exactly. So, if you put that train to Guam, will it tip over? <laughs> that's a good point. I'm surprised that uh, that he's not sponsoring with her, uh, Marky from Massachusetts. Well, he was standing behind her. Uh, was he? Yeah, they, they were standing behind. He? Yeah, he was right there. I, I'm like, I, I don't get, and I'm, I'm sorry. I just maybe I'm just cynical. I, you know, jaded. I don't know what you want to call it, but honest to God, I don't know how these people get elected. I think, and she then on out. top of it, reelected. I know. Wait, no, wait, wait a minute. I, Let's let's just take a look at this though. The reason that they not only get elected and get reelected is because over the past thirty to forty years they have done a number on our education system. So what's coming out now of our public schools are people like AOC. That's what's happening. I want to know where the hell she got this quote unquote economics degree she's supposed to have. I think it was from the University of it was either North Carolina or one in Boston. Um, oh, it was Boston, but I don't remember Boston let me College. Check I guess. that real um, quick. But, but, you know, when I was a, a, a sophomore in college, I, I had to have an Boston a, University. It was core. You had Boston. to have. Yeah, it 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 had you had to take things. Whether you liked it or not, they were called core. You know, you know what it's like. You've been to college, right? Yeah. Um, and I had to take, you know, as a round out, mm-hmm. I had to take Econ 101. Now you're talking about a guy who can't balance a checkbook here. Well, I can <laughs> balance it. It just always comes out with a negative number. Uh, right. Well, maybe it's because you spend I mean, more than you have. Well, yeah. Well, it's typical for me. But <laughs> the uh uh. uh well, you got to pay the deductibles and stuff. I mean, it just happens. Yeah. But you turn around, you look at a person who supposedly majored in econ, and I know more about economy than she does, and my course in that stuff was in 1980. I know. I know. You know, it, it's a uh, 
I just don't get, and listen, I talk about how to get elected and then reelected like Hank Johnson, you know, uh, uh. et cetera. But I, I am positive this woman will serve one term because in the next, you know, few years, she is, has been, is, and will forever be the mother of all memes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you cannot, uh, you cannot make this stuff up. I mean, it's like, what's her name with the cowboy hats? And it's like, oh, my God, Maxine, you know, uh, uh, you know, Chuck and Nancy don't don't. Have, I mean, geez, they, even they turn around and go, oh, Jesus. <laughs> I know. Basically, you know, like I said, about out and told her she's basically overstepped with the screen deal stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't put her on the environmental committee. No. No. You know, uh I, I just, you can't make this stuff up. I mean, when Whoopi Goldberg turns to you and says, girl, chill. Exactly. You know. Of all people. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, well, except for, you know, like Joy Behar, who now turns out that she did a blackface thing back oh uh, several years ago. Oh, that's okay, right? Oh, you that's didn't see that? just okay, right? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, sure. Oh, you know, she's got uh, uh, uh AOC has got all, all these things that just you can't you just can't get past. You know, uh, first of all, if we put her plan in place 10 years from now, it's it's 2019. So in 2029, the day the last SUV rolls into the garage and gets crushed because we don't use them anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. The, the one, the last reactor is shut down because of all the things she wants to shut down is nuclear, which is stupid. Mm-hmm. You know, once we get all that stuff done and we start building the railways, to, how are you going to build the railways with no fossil fuel? How are you going to ship this stuff? with? No, we're going to make solar, you know, construction ships and d- drilling. Get, first of all, second of all, if here we are, it's February. Let's just say February 8th. 2029, that entire thing is in place. Did anybody bother telling the BRIC nations about this? I know. I know. know. She thinks that that we should, you know, pave the way and be the example for the rest of the world. We are. Well, well, with under Donald Trump, yes, we are. But while under her plan, while we're getting rid of aircraft, let's just take a look at that. Let's get rid of aircraft. Okay. So that means that all these people, except for military aircraft, they're all going to lose their jobs because they're not going to need as many, unless she wants to get rid of military aircraft also. Everybody. All aircraft. I don't know. This, this is amazing. I mean, you read this stuff and you say, wait a minute, you know, this woman is nuts. We are. Exactly. How do we, we are things? so far. We are so far out in front of the curve. On, which is why uh, the president took us out of the Paris yes. uh, Accord and you know uh, yes. and all that other the Kyoto and everything else because we are so far out in front of the curve mm-hmm. in, in the industrialized nations right. and we are are you know boxcar loads out in front of the curve you know on the underdeveloped and developing nations mm-hmm. we are so far out in front and have been and it's not just under President Trump we have been for forty years out in front of the rest of the world. And I mean, well, by oh, wait a minute. No, wait a minute. Double-digit percentages. Huh? huh? Well, I, 
I'm saying by double digit percentages in front of the world on on the, the ecology uh, scenario. Oh, okay. Yes. No, you're right oh, about that. Yes. So with that said, you know, girl, please. And I'm being polite because usually there's another phrase I use. You, you do know, know. It's sitting there. Go ahead. You do know that actually in the legislation itself, it does say farting cows. Yes. It actually uses the word farting cows. Yes, I, I, I saw that and the, the, <laughs> the piece of... Uh, uh, the piece of the piece I read about it put F asterisk, asterisk, asterisk. It did not say, you know, because other people have, you know, uh, uh, some care. sense of decorum. You, you could you find know, a more it, scientific it, way of saying that, you know? All right. Yes, indeed. Flatulence is, you know, bovine. Methane producing. For God's in the sake. meantime, in the meantime, my wonderful wife, who does a lot of research on things like this, Mm-hmm. Not for the same, not not just to counter AOC, but just because, has found this, um, this system of farming organic. Um, hold on a second. Hey, bunny. Organic oh. agriculture. Okay. Okay. That crops planted. Plot crops planted. It. You remember the old days when you were in school and we learned about. The very first time we heard about how farmers rotate crops. Yes, most definitely, yes. And they'd have a field, and the field would lay fallow for one season, yes. and then they would plant something there. Yeah, oh, right. Exactly. Well, if they went back to doing that, instead of punching, you know, chemistry experiments down into the soil to grow crops nobody wants. That's right. And they get subsidized for. Um, go back to that. The... Uh, the proponent of this says that in 20 years it could clean up every carbon deficit on the planet. Huh. And that's just if we do it. Now, I don't know. I mean, everybody does their studies and they come up with these horrific claims, you know, they're uh, fantastic claims, rather, that, you know, oh, you know, in 20 years we'll clean up. Now, it may take longer and it may work better if other countries do it. And, you know, one of them, as a matter of fact, out of the BRIC nations, one that's been trying to do it. And I don't remember Savidra or something. Her name is that's been on top of this getting rid of Monsanto out of India for years um, has been a proponent of this. If you could get India and us to do it, we could clean up, you know, the developing nations send USAID. You know, to uh, uh, or USA aid, whatever it's called, over there, and instead of bringing you know chemistry sets with them, bring you know rotating crop things with them, and you won't have, you, you could quintuple the number of cows on the planet and not have to sweat it. Wait a minute. You know, th- th- this is go back to the old ways. Do you really believe that cows are actually responsible for global warming? You, you don't really believe that, do you, Love? Well, you know what? I, I do my level best to take as many of them out of the population as I can and get yes, them on I my know plate. You do, you do a good job at it. In, in gen, yes, it's a, it's a lonely battle. Uh, <laughs> but I try. Uh, no, I don't believe, uh, uh, you know, it's a. I bless you. I, I don't believe that um, it cows. Look, cows, giraffes, um, you know, uh, uh any bovine animal, you know, that that chews their cut. Camels. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've been, ever been around camels. Let me tell you something. Cows look at camels and go, damn. Uh, <laughs> trust me. 
you know, at least cows out in the field try and do the little, you know, turn their back, you know, away from you and, you know, doesn't camels don't care. No. And uh, <clears throat> they make a lot of noise. Well, I'll tell but, you. Uh, do I believe that's responsible for global warming? Look, these people have been complaining. And there's also and it's a fact I've stated before. Krakatoa, if you'll remember, you know, the, the movie Krakatoa East of is actually called Krakatoa. Right down there, when it let go, and if I recall correctly, somebody's going to correct me, I know it was 1898 mm-hmm. when it let go, and they ended up with the, the year with no summer in England, and, right. uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. It, it, let me tell you something, that put more global warming into the atmosphere than mankind has put in the atmosphere since they lit the first fire. That's true, that's true, and we survived, I mean, you know. And we did survive. Every I mean, time know, it, there was no real loss of life, <laughs> except, of course, if you were right near there. But, you know, mm. you dealt with it. You have to. We be, dealt with it. Seriously, you have to adjust. You have to be able to adjust. And that's what mankind yes. did. That was, you know, that's what the. Now, however, if that had continued again, there would have been more readjusting. And yes, life would have been lost. But. Unfortunately, we are all beings of nature, and we are subject to the whims of nature. You know. Yep. Um, yep. And people don't and that's, understand. You know, I don't think they there's understand only. That. They, they, you know, they, they, the one thing they don't blame is agriculture, other than the cows. You know, but they, they, you well, know, they insist on this forced agriculture and. Uh, I, I had someone say one time, and it's several years ago, and she's a professor in, um, uh, I don't remember if it's UCLA or UCB or mm-hmm. is it University of California system somewhere, and she's famous as an Egyptologist, and uh, she's a fellow at the Cairo Museum, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, that sounds interesting. And she said, oh, it's wonderful. Oh, she's a, she's a wonderful, oh, lib as all get out, but wonderful, wonderful genius of a woman. And uh, she said years ago, Agriculture was the was what doomed mankind. What? Why? Because with agriculture with agriculture came civilization, with civilization came cities because that's what civilization means. Uh, people were allowed to be uh, a lot of things instead of everybody out hunting and gathering. And that was the doom, the fall of mankind. Now, we've done pretty good with this fall of mankind stuff, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, uh, I'm sitting here, I'm reasonably warm, uh, you know, uh, kind of a thing. I I don't remember the entire context, but she said that agriculture is what doomed mankind. Well, because on top of everything else, look, at that time, it allowed people to become artisans and craftspeople and tradespeople and this, that, and the other thing. But it also allowed for indolence and, you know, uh, stuff like that to pop up. Well, you're going to find that in, no matter what society, you know, is, is on this planet, no matter whether it's agrarian-based or industrial-based, you're always going to find people like that. And, and the funny thing is, oh, well. the, the funny thing is with this proposal that there would also be funds mm-hmm. for those people unwilling to work. Unwilling. People where, who don't want to work. Where get this? Seriously. Does she wake up in the morning and think to herself, okay, how can I be the most idiotic and outrageous? I'll tell you one thing. I, I'm, I'm going to say this, all right? Mm-hmm. What she did in that proposal, all right, is describe to every man, woman, and child, and probably half the dogs and cats, 
in the United States of America precisely why we will never be a socialist nation. Exactly. Yes, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. She defined what it means to be Venezuela. She did. She defined what it means to be Vietnam, North Korea. Um, you know, pick one, Cuba. Yes. You know, the Soviet Union. You know, she well, defined why. She well, you know, we've had the conversation about when did communism fall? Yeah, nineteen eighteen. Yeah. Uh, you know, but uh, um, you know, she defined why. When the president said we will never be a socialist nation, that was it, right there. Because it's going to be, uh, it's not even going to be. You know. Uh, from from each is from everyone's ability to everyone's need. It's going to be from everyone's ability to the people who just don't want to be bothered. Exactly. See the the problem with her proposal. Also, I mean, I mean also, I mean, come on, the, the whole proposal also. is a problem. Um, this whole thing also about universal health care, universal health care, huh? And and she huh? also wants everybody to receive a living wage and the guarantee of a job. So if we are going to cut out a very big part or, of the... And unions. Uh, huh? And unions. Everybody has to be unionized. That's right. Unions. But if we cut out things like, oh, you know, um, the air, airline industry and we cut back uh, the agriculture industry, yes, it is an industry in many places, in many um, ways... We're going to get the money to pay for this. I mean, you're going to have people who are going to be unemployed. They're not trying to do anything else. And let's face it, folks, they're starving. Unless, of course, she thinks we're going to get a lot of our food from overseas. And then what's going to happen is, is that prices are going to, going to go up and we are going to be completely fleeced by the rest of the world for the tiniest bit of grain. So you know, that's the funny that. thing is, is that she put out the proposal, but of course she didn't say how we were going to pay for it, how it was going to be implemented, what steps yes, she were did. going to be taken. Yes, she did. Really? Yes, she did. How did she say that? Yes, she wants that. She wants that seventy to ninety percent tax rate. With and um, uh, the other one, um, uh, which one was it? One of the other women in either Congress or in the Senate, you know, wants to put um, a two percent billionaire tax on um and even andrew cuomo swatching <laughs> uh exactly. has come to grips with the fact that you keep taxing the rich taxing the rich taxing the rich and the rich go away that's right which is right up margaret thatcher's alley that's right that's right sooner or later you run out of other people's other money people's money yes see that's and... that's the problem though but you have to understand here's this girl who was a bartender I mean, seriously, what responsibilities did she Mark have to, yep. you know, mix together a good Mai Tai? Um, With her Boston University economics degree, oh she's a waitress and a bartender. Yeah. Why did who it, couldn't afford to get an apartment in D.C. Oh, she, she cried about that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I want to know her net worth in two she, years. I want to know what her net worth uh, is. Yeah, oh, yeah. You know her net worth will be huge in two years. Uncle George has given her a very nice stipend. Okay. Um, you, so, know, you know, 
But, you know, he, it's, then she did that photo shoot and $3,800 worth of clothes. Exactly. And, uh, oh, by the way, that jacket she was wearing, that caped uh, mm-hmm. blazer that she was wearing the other day, mm-hmm. uh, I found that, oh, shoot, I wrote down the name, but I don't remember, I, I don't want to say Versace, but it might have been, um, was $390, but I found it on one of those Alibaba type sites uh, mm-hmm. for 90 bucks. So you can dress like AOC for as little as $90. <laughs> but no you know it's, so it's, it's, all of a it's, sudden she's a fashionista all of a sudden yeah a fashion plate yes you know and and you know the problem with white what it shows everything of course it does well first and foremost it shouldn't be worn before memorial day that's first and foremost <laughs> oh, right boy, there you're traditionalist aren't you okay <laughs> yes indeed um second and second most it shows everything yeah. So every stain, yes, every stain is going to stick out. What was the you know what, social what was the idea of them wearing white? Somebody said it was to um, uh, uh, pay homage to the suffragettes. That's that's what they said it was. Okay. It was they said that that was the the big part of it, but women's rights and it was to acknowledge all the women who've gone before to give women. You know, the right to vote, the right to work outside the home, the right to drive, the right to, you know, a lot of D and a lot of da. First, you know, but look, I'm sorry. I looked at that crowd when they were cheering, and you know what I saw? One flew over to freaking Cuckoo's Nest. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. When they were all dancing around. They were nuts. Seriously. You know what? I that That really got me. That whole white thing, it's like... It just proved to me to be, they're not women, they're females, okay? A real woman, in my estimation, my opinion, has many different facets to her. She knows what she's doing. She knows what she wants. Um, She's an independent thinker. She has no problem sticking up for herself. She can do everything. She can do everything and anything. Like the old? She doesn't have to. Like the old? Huh? The old old Anjali commercial, you know? You know? I can bring home the bacon and I can fry it up in the pan. I mean, you know, they don't believe in individualism. They believe in nope. groupthink. That's it. You have to belong yep. to that group and you have to think a certain way. And um, you have to belong it. to the group. You have to think a certain way. You, you know, you they, they want clones, exactly. except except straight white men. No, they don't want that. No, that's, oh, that's an aberration. <laughs> I, I'll tell you, the State of the well, Union... Especially... State, what? Especially, pardon me, um, straight white Christian men, forget it. Yeah, they should be burned at the stake. You're... Right, right you're doomed. Mm-hmm. Yep, you're doomed. I mean, well, wait, there are exceptions. Uh, if you wear skinny jeans, carry a man purse, have a man bun, have a beard but can't change a tire. Oh, wait a minute. They'll, they'll accept. And your what? testosterone level has to be so low, you know, there's not even a hint of a muscle on you. Well, that's it. You know, pajama boy. Exactly. You know, oh my God. Uh, the big glasses. Pajama boy. <laughs> Every time I think Soy about Soy boy, that. pajama boy. <laughs> All of these things. You know, this is the, the only straight 
see, and then you have to be straight up and narrow. You have to be very accepting and a lot of the, a lot of the, you know, like I said, if you, if you have a lumberjack shirt and a beard, but you can't change a tire, get away from me. Exactly. Exactly. You know, it's, it's, it's just absolutely nuts. Then we got this joker from uh, Yale who writes a column in the Yale Daily, the Yale Eagle, the Yale, I don't know, whatever Groundhog, whatever the hell the name of the paper is. Uh-huh. Right? Writes a, a, an article and says, oh, around campus, start gathering evidence, especially hard evidence of anything non-PC, et cetera, et cetera for use if somebody needs to be torpedoed in 20 or 30 years. Isn't that amazing? Uh, it, what? Yeah, I know. What? You know, Let me tell you uh, something. In my opinion, personal opinion, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. This, this reeks to me of Stalin's Russia. It does. Because that's what they oh, were yeah. doing. In the 1930s, oh, yeah. they started. Um, it was ordinary people that did it, too. I mean, they just kept Every comrade. notes on people, and when they thought they had something, they went to the authorities, and these people disappeared yep. in the middle of the night. I, yep. Every geez. every uh, every good partisan would, you know, take notes on their neighbor mm-hmm. and whisper to comrade who'd whisper to commissar, right. and next thing you know, you know, where's Vlad? Uh, he's uh, he was here yesterday. That's right. I don't know. That's right. And. Uh, and it does. It reeks of it. And my own personal opinion is in 30 years, hmm. it's not going to matter. You know, because look at it this way. If if the, if Joy Behar can appear in blackface. Oh, man. All right. And, you know, Did you, you see can't and not get. Uh, but you mean as, as uh, uh, having been there in, in costume as a beautiful African woman? There you go. Or something she else. Portrayed like a beautiful black woman, or something like that. I was just like, "Oh my God!" Talk about, you know, sugarcoating it. One of the um, accepted ones. One of the uh, uh, people who does the media watch mm-hmm. kind of a thing said that sooner or later we're going to just have to forgive people for the stuff they did when they were a kid. Now, I have to say that I've never worn blackface. Neither have I. And I've, I've never worn, you know, a, a sombrero and a poncho and nope. carried maracas around. You know, uh, I, I just never have. All right. But, I mean, I'm sure if I and I was trying actually laying there last night when it was time to get some sleep, trying to think of what I might have done. You know, in anywhere from second to twelfth grade, that they could whip out on me and say, "Oh, but here's a picture of him doing this." You know, the only picture of me that's at all incriminating that's out there, and I'm sure you've seen it on Twitter, is me leaning against the side of my high school, looking like a JD. That's true. Yep. And 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 the reason for it was I was a JD. <laughs> See, you're honest. I had my leather jacket. I had my pack of camels. I had my switchblade in my pocket, mm-hmm. and I was a JD. You know, I was a, a you know, a, a, I could have been, you know, in West Side Story. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, 
just that it was. I rode a motorcycle. I mean, the, drove a hot rod. I mean, yeah, I was a JD. Yeah, I saw that picture. That was so, scary. Yeah. Yeah. All of 120 pounds of me, but I was scary. Well, you had the so, attitude, Lou. Yeah, well, yeah, it was more, you know. You had the attitude. Um, you had the means. Had to, everybody so. had to have something. Yeah, exactly. Everybody had to have something in those days. You know, Italian kid, Essex County, New Jersey, you had to have something oh, going gosh, on. Yeah. You know, or you, or either you had to have absolutely nothing going on. Yeah. That was the only other way to survive is we could be absolutely nobody. You know? That's right. Um, Disappear into the wall. The, uh, but, the you know, we, then we get these three, these three Jamopes from Virginia. You know, yeah. and I saw... So an interesting thing is I showed, showed a guy with a, a floor polishing machine and it says, uh, Phil, the janitor at the state house, just found out he becomes the next governor of the Commonwealth of Virginia. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I lived 10 years in Virginia. And at that time, Republicans were in charge. There weren't any scandals like this. Because I'll tell you right now, the people that were in charge, they, they didn't wear blackface. They didn't. It was why? You know, that's the thing. Why should they wear blackface? And, you know, the funny thing is, is that yesterday I was talking to a guy on Twitter and um, and I put it out there. I said, why is it all you see is a bunch of Democrats who are wearing blackface? And his comment was very interesting. He said to me, he said, I think it's because they feel they have the right to do it because they are the ones who have always helped them. And it's like, you know, you should just deal with it. Ha, no, you ha. got that backwards. Huh? Yeah, you got that back. You got that backwards. What do you mean? It's not because they were the ones who always helped them. Well, they it's because they, they were the ones who no, no, no. harmed they them. They think that they the ones who helped them. They're like, okay, we still own you, basically. We still own you. That's what the Dems think. They still own black people. Sorry if that offends everybody, but think about this seriously. Why would you want to do something like that to people whom you respect? Why? Amos and Andy was famous until the 50s mm-hmm. on radio and then TV. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, uh, the whole thing about the uh, the whole thing about the Super Bowl the other day and everybody uh, that clown from CNN or MSNBC, I don't remember, the lemon guy. Right, picking on her uh, oh, for Aretha Franklin. Uh, yeah. Why didn't you do what was? Yeah, uh, no, Gladys Knight. Uh, the oh, sorry, um, Why didn't you do the Hell right off. thing instead of the you know, whatever that kind of thing? And you know, she turned around and made a comment about how she really expected the national anthem to be unifying, not dividing, and this and that. But this is you're. Who the hell are you that you weren't even alive yet? When that woman literally was forced to go in the kitchen entrance through the greasy kitchen because she wasn't allowed to go in the front door of places where she was singing. That's true. But if you think she doesn't know about civil rights, you're kidding yourself. I know. You see, all of a sudden, they're they're the big experts. But you see, the problem here is, is that you have a bunch of Democrats, and I believe there's a picture of Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton out there, and I think she's in blackface. But... The thing is, is that they... Oh, that's been... that's yeah. It's been fact-checked, and some people say yay, and some people say no. I don't know if it was or it wasn't, and I don't care. Either way, Bill Clinton was the one holding on to whatever woman it was in blackface. Yeah, okay. But anyway, the thing is, is that they feel that they have the right to do this. You know, oh, you know, it's I, just, oh, laugh it off, black people. You know, you know, I'm, I, this is what I can do. I can make fun of you. 
because I own you. That's what that says to the me. The minstrel shows. Yes. Yep. I, I can make fun of the minstrel shows that you used to put on to entertain us. That's right. You know. You see, the thing is, is that when I, even as I got older, I never would have thought of wearing blackface. I always went at something like a Morticia or, you know, something like that. You know, some some fictional character. You know. Well, that's character. That's that that's um, cultural appropriation. You were taken away from the goths at that oh, time. Shut you know. Up. Give me a break. <laughs> Listen, you talk about living in Virginia, okay? There were two times I was stationed on one particular um, military base mm-hmm. uh, for three weeks at a time, and it was twice. Okay. All right, one was for the, – the, 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 the post was known for engineering stuff, and it was located outside of Alexandria. Right. And so you know where it was. Mm-hmm. I, I was stationed – and while I was down there, the uh, – uh, one of my cousins moved to the Roanoke area. Mm-hmm. So since it was only a two and a half hour drive or something like that, I had a three day pass and I said, I'm going to go see my cousin. So I drove down there. Let me tell you something back in the seventies. Mm-hmm. All right. There was no question whatsoever about whose monument was in the center of town. And there was no question whatsoever about what building public, private or otherwise was flying the Confederate battle flag. There was no question whatsoever, in fact, that the actual Confederacy flag was flying all over the place. And there was no question whatsoever that there were people walking around, black, brown, yellow, and white, and nobody paid any mind. And I did a a gig years ago in a bar, not a nightclub, you know, a bar. Mm -hmm. And somebody walked up and asked me for a a request. You know I hate both kinds of music. Yeah, I know. But I did. I did have some various artist compilations, and one of the ones actually had the song the guy wanted. It was by Flat and Scrubs, yep. who did the Beverly Hillbillies and all that kind of thing. Uh, you know, uh, 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 Green Acres, Petticoat Junction, they did the whole series. It was called Song of the South. Mm-hmm. And I can still remember it. I've heard it three times in my entire life, but I can remember the line... Daddy was a veteran, a Southern Democrat, said they ought to kill a rich man to vote like that. And, you know, they they were obviously talking about George McGovern. But, you know, then you look at it and you say, okay, that's fine. But Disney had a movie called Song of the South, South. (laughs) which I have seen, not lately, but I I saw it as a kid in a damn movie theater. Mm -hmm. It's the story of Uncle Remus. You know, then there's a bluebird on my shoulder. You know, the whole thing. Now, this is, this was, the, and it's been barred. Disney pulled it from its library. I know. You know, if it wasn't for such things, and I'm not trying to push, there's a, a, a public site called the Internet Archive. It saves all kinds of stuff from the Internet, and that's what it does. Mm-hmm. Right? You can still see some of the old Our Gang, Little Rascal stuff there. You can still see, you know, some of the, uh, let's just say, racially insensitive. Look. It may not have been right, but it's the way it was. That's I remember people. That's true. I remember people. I remember black people talking about Uncle Remus. I remember it, there was a family around the other side of the block from me many years ago. Family of the other side of the block. And I was outside more than once. And I kept hearing 
barbershop tunes. Okay. Not being played, being sung. Mm -hmm. And, you know, music being kind of a thing I'm into. I actually walked all the way around the block mm -hmm. and knocked on the door. And this elderly woman who, and I'm not being, she looked like Aunt Jemima mm -hmm. on the box of pancakes. And in those days, Aunt Jemima looked different than she does now. Answered the door, and I said, I'm sorry, I hear this beautiful music. And she said, oh, come on in. You know, I'll take you out back where the boys is at. Mm -hmm. And she said, y'all want some lemonade? And I said, that would be lovely. So I'm standing there with a glass of lemonade, and each and every one of these guys looks like Uncle Remus or Uncle Ben or something like that. And they're singing a cappella barbershop. I was enwrapped. Mm -hmm. I was absolutely standing there beside myself, looking at myself, saying, oh, my God, is this really happening? It was magnificent. And they invited me to come over anytime, etc. What? Uh, nice neighbors. You know, this, yeah, I'm not talking about last weekend. I know. I'm talking when I was a kid. I know. And boy, was that long. You know, that this is the way, and I, I needed a haircut. As a matter of fact, I really desperately need a haircut. I'm waiting for my services coordinator to say they'll send a barber over because I can't get into a single barbershop within 15 miles here. Um, and I remember going down the street, and I said, look, Dad, there's a barbershop. And he says, well, we can't go into that one. And I said, well, why not? He says, well, that's a colored barbershop. Hmm. And I said, we can't go in there. He says, oh, we can go in there, but they're not going to know how to cut our hair. And I was like, oh, okay. And it wasn't a statement of, of you know, uh, uh, deprecation. It was just a statement of fact. Mm -hmm. Facts are not feelings. Feelings are not facts. Mm -hmm. And that's why I say 30 years from now, this whole hurt their widow viewings uh, stuff is going to go right out the window. People have had it. But, you know, it used to be amusing and then, then it became boring. Now it's downright aggravating. Well, you know, the thing is, Lou, I mean, these people who do the blackface, um, you could look at it a few ways. One is, okay, youthful indiscretion. Okay. Um, yep. You know, that's fine. You know, we all do stupid things, whether in high school, college, or whatever. But the thing is, the, what really gets me is that every single one of these people are Democrats, you know, who do this. I, I think I think I, I think I said it yesterday uh, while we were uh, pre-show. Um, I would like to find someone who, like, has a – who actually passed statistics because I had take that too <laughs> nobody passes statistics right I, did. I mean but anyway i'd like to you did i did oh aren't you just a genius and i'm not a math I, person I, no i'm not a math person I, you I'm, know what it's it's a lot of it's a lot of critical thinking that's what it is that's oh thing. i had the critical thinking down and i knew how to work a slide rule which right. by the way i still do all right um well there were <laughs> Calculators, they had the calculators were the Bomar brain. The thing was 60 bucks, and it, all it did was add, subtract, <laughs> multiply, and divide. You know, it, uh, you know that I never passed statistics, but I'd like to find a real-life statistician, and I'd even help with the research, mm -hmm. to line this stuff up. And the youthful indiscretion, if that's what you want to call it, or the, uh, uh, you know, uh, 
Maleficent uh, motivated, yes. whatever it is. If the Democrats and and line them up, crap. I don't know. I, that's what I'm saying. I'd like to see the bottom line from. Let's just go back because, uh, 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 let's go back to Clarence Thomas. Let's not even stop with Kavanaugh. Let's go okay. back to Clarence Thomas, and look at all these cases that have come up since then, and put a checkbox: Republican, Democrat, Independent, other. Mm-hmm. And just put a little check, 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 you know, and then you, you have categories, you know, the blackface or, you know, assault of woman, uh, you know, kind of thing. And you just put all these check boxes and then you, you know, get to the bottom and you put the statistics and you graph them and you make a Venn diagram of them. And, you know, this and, and find out because it does happen. We do hear once in a while about a Republican who, you know, has been forced to leave office because, you know, some, you know, woman came forward with a love child or something. You know, but it's it's just not often. And I think the Democrats in the South, when we're going down, you know, we're going down the road from Reconstruction to Jim Crow and, you know, the civil rights laws and Johnson signing the legislation. And it didn't change anything, at least not right away. You know, go through the whole thing with the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, you know, people like that. And it took a lot of it took a lot of work. You know, we had the, the Freedom Riders and, you know, all that kind of stuff in the Klan. And this stuff was all Democrat. Right. They didn't vote for the Civil Rights Act. Not a single one. All the Republicans did. Yep. They didn't vote for Reconstruction, but the, 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 the Republicans did. You know, they didn't vote to overturn Jim Crow. They did. They the only thing that changed anything was when and I forget her name that was brought in past George Wallace to get into that school, the, the black girl that was brought into the school yeah. and the National Guard had been mobilized. And, you know, that's. About the only thing. Other than that, the Democrats have been the downfall. But they keep they came along after the Civil Rights Act was signed by Johnson, who didn't want to sign it, but saw the political motivation for it. And ever since then, they've been saying, see, look, we'll take care of you. We will give you things. And then the war on poverty came along and it impoverished an entire culture. Mm-hmm. It did. It did. They were, uh, they had more things taken away from them. And one of the biggest thing was their dignity. Um, it was amazing. They would tell uh, a woman who's had two kids by one guy and uh, basically told her, get rid of him and then we'll give you money so you can, you know, raise your kids. Even though, you know, for whatever reason, you know, they didn't marry, but at least the father was there. Um, the Democrats wanted absent fathers. This is their way of controlling people. You wave money in their face. Listen, um, I think that the Democrat said, Party has you done said a moment ago. to um, bring down the dignity of the African-American community in this country um, than anything yep. else. The African and the Latino. Listen, you just said it right then and there. When you said, you know, one of the things was to you take a man's dignity and everything else falls apart. Exactly. All they had to take away was the dignity of the man. And then the rest of it just followed because it just collapsed like a house of cards. You know, the minute you take, you know, uh, 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 look, that Whitney Houston song, you know, the greatest love of all, you know, at least I will have my dignity. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You take that away. Exactly. Yeah. But everything uh, sinks. Hmm. You know, dignity is the boat that floats the man on the rivers of life. That's true. Period. You That's take true. the boat away from him, he's going to drown. Mm-hmm. Exactly. 
exactly. You know, and all they want to do is, oh, look, here, here's a little life preserver. It's called, you know, welfare. It's called food stamps. It's called this. It's called that. It's mm-hmm. called the other thing. And, you know, we, you'll still be able to float down the river, you know. Uh, uh, but now the dignity he doesn't have, he's got this little life preserver, or life jacket, whatever you want to call it. And he's still bouncing off every rock and stone. So what did he gain? Or as the president said when he was campaigning, what have you got to lose? That's true. Let's go on to the president's State of the Union speech. I want to talk about that. Um, I'll tell you, um, I think that what what he showed during that State of the Union speech is just how much the Democrats dislike what we stand for. Um, You know, how can you... How can you be against uh, a, a, com- a country that doesn't believe in socialism? I mean, I, have they taken a look at Venezuela lately? Seriously, people are eating out of garbage bags. Yep. They're eating out of garbage They're They're taking animals from the zoo. I know. It's disgusting. The zoo is closed. It's disgusting. Plus the fact that... Once he stood up there and he started touting the things about, you know, the women are uh, employed more than any any time in, in, in the last 40 years, and they all get up and they cheer themselves. They cheer yep. themselves. Well, yeah, sure, it's a job, folks, but you know what? Your job is supposed to serve. You're the public servants. Um, but yet that they don't, they don't think they're supposed to serve their constituents. They're there for their own reasons. They're there to line their own pockets. They're there to change our country. Yes, they're there to transform our country. That's why so many of them embrace a socialist and communist uh, dogma. And the the main thing, once you look at all these women, including Nancy Pelosi, I mean, the, excuse me, the um, out and out, I mean, you could feel the hatred. You could see the hatred coming from the pores yep. of Donald Trump. And every time he spoke about America doing something great, I mean, some of them half-heartedly pl- clapped. Some didn't clap at all. Some didn't stand. They don't want America to be great. The only thing that they're interested in is changing. And also, They want to make it into, honest to God, female, they want to make it into matriarchal society. And tell you the right, right now, I, uh, I get just so disgusted when I look at any of these women. I mean, I mean, Annie Custer from my, my uh, uh, district was there and it's like, oh my God, really people? I mean, you know, they're not really, I'm sorry, I just get so exasperated just talking about this, especially the fact when he was talking about the abortion issue. I mean, infanticide, let's face it. I mean, we have gone into infanticide, and these people were just like, oh, it's okay. It's all right. Yeah, I don't care. Um, you know you know something I, I, I believe is I believe that if that uh, governor down in Virginia hadn't said anything about uh, on that interview where he was discussing the fact that, oh, make the baby comfortable, etc. If he hadn't said any of that and brought the spotlight on himself, we'd never know about the blackfish. Probably not. Nobody would have ever brought it up. Probably not. But don't... I, 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 you know, listen, I, I have a, a slightly different take on this because for years, uh, uh, you know, midwives were... Uh, considered witches and witches were considered midwives kind of a thing. Uh, 
and there was a time in rural everywhere Europe you know uh, United States and of course obviously in in red China um, you know where a baby would quote unquote fail to thrive and that's what was written on the county coroner's death certificate baby failed to thrive right and that was basically infanticide right we outgrew that here we outgrew the idea of infanticide if the kid was born you know the deformed or or, or whatever we or just unwanted we did, we got away we evolved past uh, 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 infanticide of of children born that were girls we had, you know in a la red china we outgrew this the same way we outgrew civil rights violations slavery all these things we outgrew this we've evolved and now these people want to devolve us to to wit the infanticide issue and the segregation now of colleges and and things like that based on skin color and done voluntarily by the people of color they're reversing and somebody said where is dr martin luther king and i put down in one sentence on twitter rolling in his grave that's definitely. where he is definitely definitely you know he supported the sanctity of human life as much as he supported the uh, civil rights of every human being walking the planet if he had heard about this this thing between uh this governor in virginia you know the lieutenant governor all these people down there uh, you know or or uh, andrew cuomo stuff uh you know these things that they're talking about he, he is spinning in his grave and he's not the only one jfk is spinning in his grave he you know they're all even Johnson's looking up going, damn, you know, I mean, this is. <laughs> but, you know, the thing is, is that this this is the way I look at that. You have a feminist movement, which is so narcissistic. That and everything is just about me, 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 me. Nothing is about anybody else, including the child that they're carrying. They are, they are so into attention. I will bet you that there are women out there who will carry that child to term just for the attention they receive while they're pregnant. That's how narcissistic some of the people, some of the women, in, how can you, so they get all the attention, they get, and then, you know, she has a, uh, a legitimate excuse, oh, the baby died, after it was born, okay? And then of course she'll get more attention because she lost a child. But honest to God, I do not see any good reason for this to be part of the women's rights movements. It's infanticide. And again, I no, think I it's part I, of their attention grabbing, um, uh, you know, uh, motive. I do, Lou. There are women Suffragettes so would selfish. never. Yes, indeed. And you're absolutely right. I do not disagree with you. But this was not an issue the suffragettes would have gotten behind. Oh no, not at all. This is not a, this is not an issue that Gloria Steinem would have gotten behind, or the other one. I don't think that infanticide. No, yeah, uh, okay. quote unquote, woman's right to choose. Yes, but infanticide, I doubt it. Well, see, um, they, these are the, the, there are feminists the now. Of women's rights. Yes. 
the, the fem, there are feminists now that have been feminists for ages. I mean, since the 70s, since, as a matter of fact, the one since the day she took off her brassiere and burned it in the public square. Right. These are these people are st- turning around and saying, no, no. And they, these are the people who still to this day point out the fact, get this, that Margaret Sanger was a eugenicist. Yeah, she was. And she said, black babies are like weeds. We need to pull them from society. That's right. That's a close quote. That's a paraphrase. I mean, yeah. it's it's damn close because she did say like weeds. Yes, she did. So, you know, I mean, she was a eugenicist. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's why, quote, unquote, Planned Parenthood, who, by the way, gave one of these politicians like 20 million bucks. Mm-hmm. Why are we giving them $500 million a year? Exactly. If no. they've got a couple it's of million bucks to throw around. Though. It's money laundering. That's all it is. And, you know, oh, you're going to deprive all millions of women, you know, in our urban areas, uh, women's health care. Wait a minute. What does that sound like I just said? It sounds like Margaret Sanger was a eugenicist. Yeah. Well, you know, the thing is, it's like you have 12 weeks, ladies. If you have no idea whether or not you want to keep that child, and actually now it's even shorter time. If you have, if you don't think you want to, if you can't make a decision by the end of the twelve weeks, though, you keep that child and you put it up for adoption. You're allowed to be born, put it up for adoption. Um, yeah. But don't don't give me this crap I, I that gotta, they don't know. Oh, five one months of the guys, later, they don't know. Oh, I'm not ready. Well, a lot of women, when they you know ha- decide to have a baby, they realize the importance and and the gravity of the situation. So you know, sure, they get a little nervous about it. Um, because it is a big job to be a mother and to be a parent, to be a father. It's a big job. Yes. But yeah, the thing is, yeah, it is. is. It's a big job. They want. They want. It's the most noble job on the planet. Yes, but they want the option when they look into that child's eyes and say, "Eh, no." <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, if one of the governors to in- do that, let's just sterilize you right now. Seriously. One of the guys. One of the guys that's a governor in one of the flyovers, I don't remember, it was Ohio, Indiana, Illinois, not Illinois, um, no. but wherever, Kansas just signed the legislation saying, yeah, it, uh, signed legislation, I think the term is eight weeks. Um, and and then that that woman in front of the Congress a couple of years back saying, you know, why aren't you paying for my contraception? Um, well, you know, they say, oh, it's my body, my choice government stay out of my you know my bedroom my womb this and anything but then you want us to pay for something that's that no you can't have both sweetheart that's true they want it though years ago years ago ann landers said the best birth control pill in the world is an aspirin put it between your knees and hold it there (laughs) she she was talking about that ann landers you know this is it just goes on and on and they, they try and, and cross-justify this. With, and then, then we get into that whole intersectionality. Now they're, they're turning around and they uh, um, they call Bernie Sanders racist. I know. It, these, these, they just can't get it right. I, you know, I, I almost, I, I should say I enjoy watching them chase their tails or eat their own or whatever, uh, you know, uh, phrase you want to use. Uh kind of a thing but it's getting to the point where it's downright scary because then you get this guy schultz that you know ran starbucks from a coffee shop to a multi-billion dollar industry and they're all over him i know because he's a billionaire yeah 
and and they insist that he didn't do it on his own. He's a white guy. Yeah, but the thing is, they insist that he does it on their own. No, the he no. There's this one idiot out there, and I forget his name, who said um, he didn't do it. The government did it because when he was a child, he was living in government funding housing with his mother. So because he became a success, right through his own hard work. But he lived in government-funded housing. He didn't do it on his own. The yeah, well, helped. you know who else is spinning it? You know who else is spinning in his grave? Horatio Alger. Oh, um, I know. I know. It's, you just... You know, he's a white guy. <laughs> it's just And that's why they hate him. It's just amazing. You know... It, it, well, my, my thing to him is... It's just... He, it, and He's receiving an education in exactly how how vicious the Democrats can become and how they will turn on their own and they'll eat their own if they don't think that they're, you know, part, if they're going to toe the line, seriously. And he's not towing the line. So then, you know, funny thing is, how many of these morons out there that have screamed at him at book signings or at interviews, how many of them have either gone to Starbucks before that or are going to go to Starbucks after that. You really think any of these morons are going to go into Dunkin' Donuts? I don't think so. They'll still go there. Well, they, they, they'll still go to Starbucks. In the meantime, well, he, he's actually not even an associate. He retired. I know. He retired some time ago. So he's not even actually part of Starbucks anymore, except that's where his you know money came from. Exactly. You, know, it, you look at it and you say, what on earth? You know, the... Panera Bread, another one of those companies that, you know, started out with a bakery, mm-hmm. you know, had a couple of socialist stores. Right. Yes, I saw that. Where it was pay, you know, what, what you, can, you can, or here's the suggested, what you, yeah. you know, what you can afford, you know, it doesn't, and they, they're closing them yes. after two years because they get mobbed with students and homeless. Sure. Wherever there's one, you know, they, they all the college kids from the area come flocking in there, sit in the place all day long. With a, a free bowl of soup, a free uh, hard roll, and a uh, you know, and a free whatever they drink, uh, and they're sitting there, and they go all day. They open up their pads or their laptops, mm-hmm. and this, and they sit there all day and shoot the breeze, and they basically sit there and discuss, you know, treason, you know, uh, <laughs> kind of a thing. And so they got to close them. They're they're actually just they're so far in the hole that they're becoming a drain on the entire the entire uh, corporation. That's right. So. So look at Venezuela. Hell, look at Panera Bread. Now, socialism doesn't work, but yet you always have some idiot out there who decides that, oh, no, it wasn't done right before. We will do it the That's correct right. way. We will be the ones yeah. to, you know, go along that path and make this place an absolute socialist utopia. No, it's not going to happen because right. socialism and does not. Um, it, it, it's even more of a wealth divide. Than, than yeah, they'll sit there. Maybe. They talk about the the wealth divide, you know, the 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 income inequality in America. You get these guys standing there, like I said, with the man bun, the big glasses, and say, "Well, my sociology professor says it'll work this time." Yeah, exactly. Yeah, out of the hundred, exactly. hundred and fifty times it's been tried, it never did work. But okay, it'll work this time. Well, you know, they you know, because believe, they stick that word democratic socialism, and they keep insisting on the the the, uh, the Scandinavian model. No. And the guy from Denmark, the president of Denmark, said, wait a minute, we're not a socialist country. Yeah. yeah. No. See, the problem is, you know, is that a lot of these hardliner socialists 
they believe that because the United States is such a rich country that we will be able to fund their projects. <clears throat> but if you really want a logical and a real-time example of socialism failing, take a look at Venezuela. Venezuela was a very prosperous country. Okay, they had all one of the oil, most, and you know they just the richest oil, oil nation on the planet. And, and people yep. were doing very well there, but then you had uh, Chavez come in, and then you know it was goodbye to the good times, and um, and, mm -hmm. and and again, and Maduro made it worse. He just proved, you know, socialism doesn't work because you run out of other people's money, and now look at it, it's a mess. And, and, Maduro, and even, oh like God. I said, that place. Even Andrew Cuomo said, "Yeah, he finally <laughs> broke down." You know, you know. I said, "Oh my God, light bulb moment!" Right? I mean, look in New Jersey now they're taxing. There, there's a move to tax rainwater. I know. You know, it's uh, You know, it's it's like, and I was back and forth with one of the reporters from News 12 and said, "You know, look, I'm sorry, we can't handle any more taxes." Because I asked what the story was, and they sent me the story, <clears throat> and. Um, you know, it, he said, "Look, I'm sorry. We just we just can't handle any more taxes." And the same thing in New York State, you know, under under uh, uh, the Swatim, you know, you can only go so far. And people say, "Well, you know, on a national level, you know, you got all these billionaires." And I said, "You know, and, you know, there are only a couple of thousand billionaires on the planet. And not all of them live in the United States, and some of them live in places that are less free than the United States. They may live there, but." Do you think they actually have any wealth or capital in those countries? And it's going to happen here. Yes. There are going to be all kinds of corporations formed in Zurich and in Grand Cayman sure. and in, uh, you know, all these these uh, uh, Geneva, you know, and there's going to be these corporations formed and these people will live as a part of the corporation. Everything they have will be leased They'll be given a stipend of twenty-five grand a year, and they'll pay all their. They'll pay for their New York City apartment. They'll pay for their, you know, uh, uh, Chicago penthouse. They'll pay all back to the corporation. They will have no income. They'll get their ten forty, and they'll fill it out and say, "I made twenty-five k last year. Here's my hundred and one dollars. Leave me alone." And you know the guys riding around and got limousine in four different towns waiting for him. You know, Learjet and all this other stuff, and it's going to be. You know, uh, uh, I don't own that. That's not mine. That's a corporation's thing. That's right. And it's an offshore yeah, corporation in a well. non in a non cooperative okay. state. They do it already, yes, but they're going to do it in mass. You know, where is the biggest exodus from New Jersey? I'll tell you where the biggest exodus is. Western, uh, northwestern Morris County, and yep. Upper Saddle River in Mawa. Yep. Yeah, That's sure. where they're leaving from. Sure. And they're not actually leaving. They're still living there, but they don't own their home anymore. And Murphy's going to find out the same way Cuomo <laughs> found out. You know what? It's too late that, for, for New York and New Jersey, though. I mean, and, and they're too stupid to really get behind a Republican. A real, well, let me put it this way, a real fiscal conservative. I, I don't think that they, they even know how to. Because you know what will happen? A fiscal conservative comes out, and then all of a sudden you have the media and the Democratic Party turning it around and uh, saying, oh, he's a fiscal conservative. Oh, guess what? He's probably against women's rights then. <laughs> One has nothing to do with the other. Well, but Well, no, because Christie was supposed to be a fiscal conservative, but he was a social liberal. Yes, he was. 
you know, it, it didn't work out either way. It didn't. But, it did know, not work out. He, was, he came in as a fiscal. He came in as a fiscal conservative, a la Tom Kane, mm -hmm. but he, you know, was a um, a social liberal, and everybody, you know, knew it. But they kept picking on him, as you said, because he was a fiscal conservative. His liberal views must not be valid. Mm -hmm. right? And I'm seeing the same thing happening in Maine. They just went through an election last year. Oh. They uh, brought in the new governor over in Maine. And when Paula Page left, there was a rainy day fund and there was a budget surplus and something on the order of eight. Was it eight billion dollars? That much? That uh, Maine, Maine Care owed every hospital and doctor in the state some money. And it came to like eight billion dollars. Well, <clears throat> eight years under his watch, that got paid. There was a budget surplus. There was a rainy day fund. There was all this other stuff, and most of it is already gone. It's February 8th. Amazing. Amazing. See, see, I mean, 2,000 um, 2, bills proposed. Yep. 2,000 bills proposed for everything from, from uh, uh, spending to uh, Medicare for all to uh, gun rights being uh, uh, dismantled in Maine, which, by the way, the Maine state constitution has a version of the Second Amendment right in it. Oh, that's going to be a little difficult. And Paul, Paul LePay has announced that he's forming a committee looking at reelecting next time because he, he, he was termed out. He had to leave. Mm -hmm. right? But he but can run again, huh? You know, he can run again. Good. You know, Do as it. soon as Janet Mills is, you know, could run against Janet Mills and he can run as a Republican and he can take the cake back because it's only going to take a year. Some people say she won't make it a year, let alone four years. And but it's a typical thing. Like you said, they're destroyers. They come in and they destroy. And Maine's tax base is going down. Mm -hmm. New York's tax base is going down. New Jersey's tax base is going down. Delaware's tax base is going down. All these people's tax bases. And remember, Delaware was a popular place for corporations because they had a low corporate tax rate. That's and, right. You know, uh, uh, stuff like that. And now mm -mm, they're moving out. They're moving out. Where are they going? They're going to Texas. They're going to Ohio. Florida. They're going to Indiana. They're going to Florida. They're going to, you know, a lot of places. They ain't going to Washington. They ain't going to Oregon. And no. they ain't going to California. No. no, they can't. I mean, California, forget about California. That's already, that's hosed. That is hosed. Yeah, well, know? the last person, well, the last Republican leaving the state, please turn off the lights. Oh, you man. know. I just, I just. It's amazing the statistics that are coming out there about the homeless on the streets in, in uh, San Francisco. You know, in San Francisco, there is not a house or a domicile or even a condo that's below $1 million. That's just the, that's where it starts. That's where the real estate um, yeah. starts. And, and they have, they have obstructed, they have obstructionist um, building codes. Yes. So they can't put anything new in, and what is put in, it can't be more than three stories, and it can't be more than so many square feet, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So they've got oppressive regulation, and literally people laying dead in the street. Oh, between that and and $187,000 $187, worth of new people walking around with steam cleaners to clean the sidewalks. Disgusting. Oh, my God. It really is. And that's just Frisco. That's yeah. just Frisco. I know. You no, go down no, to no, Los Angeles along the Los Angeles freeway, and they, and and there were there was a video that came out of one of those short videos on one of those apps, you know, and the mm -hmm. person was talking, and it was their dash cam, and it was, 
oh my god, roll up the windows. Yeah. You know, turn the vents off, roll up the windows, put the AC on because going down this freeway or highway or whatever it's called out into into central Los Angeles, the homeless encampments were so bad that the stink was so bad you can't ride down that road oh without closing your windows. Oh my god, that's disgusting. It really is disgusting. Huh. I, I just can't I, I can't imagine how, you know, Governor Moonbeam doesn't look at this and say, okay, 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 we got to change something. No, it's not Governor Moonbeam. You know, but what did he change? It's Newsome. And then, well, yeah, you know what I mean. He's not yeah. he's not one beam different. No, no, not at all. Than Brown was. Not one beam different. It's the same moon. It's the same light. True. Um, you know, so turn around and say, so look, the, the, the president had to write an executive order. Uh, to get them to let the water go because there were agriculture was dying. It was, you know, the, the reason we bring green peppers up from Guatemala is because the way they grow them in California, they got no water, you know, because of a couple of metric tons of this minnow that lives in the bay. And the president turned around and said, nope, let the water run. And they got all upset, started trying to put enjoinders on it. Nope. Federal, yep, he's got the power. It's right there. It's his discretion. It's an Article Two of the Constitution. Put the water going, turn the taps on. I know. And now all of a sudden, agriculture's picking up. I know. They couldn't fight the fires effectively because of the water regulations. I know. Well, you know, the thing and, about California is that for all of their um, devotion to green living, um, they've they've completely ruined it with the real estate i mean there are homes mm -hmm. that are so close together how does that benefit the environment you have all these homes anybody close together and sprawl you want to talk about sprawl how does that help mm -hmm. Plus the fact once you got up into the mountains they don't allow you to clear out the brush i mean you can get fine right. for actually clearing out the brush and then everybody when when all these homes burn down and all these fires start there's a lot of hand wringing and and moaning and complaining over all oh, the loss of oh, property and why the did, investment why the... oh we have to help them i don't want to help anybody in california to to build i really don't not unless you have taken steps to ensure that your home will not be subject to these brush fires these wildfires the thing is is that they they make everything so restrictive and the first thing that goes up in flames is the undergrowth. I mean, you have mm -hmm. all that stuff there because there's, you know, tons and tons of leaves and and, and, and wood on top of it. And they just don't oh, allow listen. you to clean it. Listen, I, I've been in Kenya. I've seen what happens when, you know, before the, the rains come and, uh, uh, and lightning hits the veld. And the next thing you know, you've got, you know, uh, the 200 square miles of ash. Right. You know, because that's the way it works. It's natural. It's ecological. It's it's why people have done controlled burns in this right. country for years. But you're not allowed to do that in California. No. And, and the, you know, within within 48 hours, there's grass growing. I mean, it's true. it's the way nature works. True, true. But you know, they um, they seem to do more to destroy the environment than they do to save it. They do. Well, that's um, why they, that's why they make all these regulations because they notice it's not working. They're not. Sweetheart, it's like it's like gun control. Every time somebody gets shot, we need more gun control, more gun control, more gun control. Let's pass some more legislation. None of the legislation they've passed so far has done a doggone thing. Nope. 
Not at all. You know, I got to go. I have to look around and I see a place. You know, oh, let's stop and get a, a, a milkshake, you know, or a hamburger or a, a, a hard roll with butter, you know, whatever. And we look, and if there's a sign on there that says, you know, no firearms, well, we don't go there. Oh, no. No, you shouldn't. Why don't we go there? Because I have to lock my gun in the car, and then we can go inside there. And while my gun's in the car, somebody comes in and starts shooting the place. No, no. I don't go there. No, I know. I know. I know. I and it's the same thing with environmental regulations. It's the same thing. Oh, that didn't work. Let's pass some more laws. Let's, let's pass, pass some, some more laws. Let's make them even more strict. And um, right. And that'll prevent you know all the uh, the the uh, pollution, and it'll keep our water clean. No, it won't. We'll keep our air clean. No, it won't. Not when you have homes smacked right together, and you have families, and each family has at least two cars. And, you know, California is known for its miles and miles and miles of hard highway. And it's just, it's just mm -hmm. insane to even think that we would follow anything that California puts forth. I wouldn't, and I don't. Every you know? single, every single mile of that highway. Like, oh, California. Every single mile of that highway and every single one of those buildings sits there all day long soaking up that wonderful sunshine and at night it releases it. Talk to me about something warming up. Yes. You know, and it's 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 just absolutely it's absolutely nuts. Let's tie it up in more red tape. Let's get it, you know, further and it's people look at it and everybody outside that look, we had a similar thing in New Jersey years ago. Right, in the along the one river, people had homes that pretty much every three or four years got flooded out. Mm -hmm. And they had federal flood insurance. Federal flood insurance right. came in and rebuilt. Right. And they got flooded out again and they got rebuilt. Sooner or later, the government turned around and said, we're, this house we're building? Yeah. This is it. This is it. If it floods out again, you're on your own. You're on your own, yeah. You know, insurance companies in California. Mm -hmm. Yeah, insurance companies in California. If you're if you live in a wildfire zone, you pay wildfire tax or wildfire uh, insurance. You know, you you lose your home, we'll come in and build you another one. You know, and eventually, you know, as insurance companies do, it's like, well, it costs you hundred bucks a year. Well, the next time, well, it'll cost you two hundred bucks a year, and the next time it costs you thousand dollars a year. You know, I'm just using numbers out of my head. It's nothing to do with what it really would cost. And sooner or later, when it gets to the point where it's it's forty thousand dollars a year for the for the insurance, you turn around and you say, uh, "I'm not doing this no more." Yeah, I know. You know, or insurance company turn around and say, "Well, you know, go see if you can find another insurance company. We're not doing it again." You know, and then they turn around and say, "Okay, I guess I'm not doing this anymore." The same way they did in that river basin in New Jersey. That's true. You know, we're not going to insure you anymore. You know, we can build you a home if you want, or we'll build it over there where it doesn't flood. No, you know, kind of a thing. And and want. people they want what they want. And, and you know something, there's still a bunch of homes down there and they get flooded out and they have to rebuild it themselves and then they cry to the government. Yeah. I mean You know, oh you have to save me. No, we don't. No, they don't. You no, know, we it's not don't. As if the government forced them to live there. I mean, if you Look. want to live in a specific area, you have to take the good with the bad. And it, you, you know, gotta take, look, the, the, the people who, the people who, the people who broke the sod manually in Kansas, you know, uh, uh, had a hard life. The people who, you know, tried to farm here and tried to ranch there and tried, they had a hard life. They worked hard. They did things because 
it says that we have life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That's right. It doesn't say life, liberty, and happiness. It says life, liberty, and the happiness. pursuit of happiness. You got to work. You want happiness? We're all for you. We're right. right there with you. We all want happiness, but we're not going to give it to you. Yeah. you know, um, the way Alexandria Ocasio Cortez believes we can. You know, uh, we're, we're not going to give it away. You got to work for it. Mm-hmm. You know, th- we have jobs available all over the country. Well, that's because of Donald right. Trump. I mean, he's uh, exactly. They're open. They're opening a factory in Chi-Town this, this year. They're taking it out of wherever. Ford took it out of wherever it was overseas, and they're bringing it to Chicago. Mm-hmm. You know, there's jobs all over the place. And, yeah, there's going to be a lot of automation in that factory, but they're still going to need people. There's a job fair right now at Bergen County Community College for the people displaced from the Markel fire. Oh, there's yeah. jobs I'm out there. I'm so sorry to see that. Man. Oh, yeah, I, I saw the building. film. Huh? Oh, that was terrible. I remember the building. I remember people who worked there. Really? Um, but that, Oh, yeah. Yeah, one guy, one guy, he, people would say to him, you know, hey, what do you do for a living? He said, I make toilet paper. And he did, and he was proud of it. He did a good job. Yep. You know? Yep. But, uh, and, and not to plug, because I don't generally, um, but um, Mike Rowe. Mm-hmm. Uh, Micro has a foundation. Micro Foundation. It, it's called um, uh, uh, profoundlydisconnected.com. The Micro Foundation. He gives away work ethic scholarships every year. Five million bucks he gave away in 2018 wow. for scholarships, but not, but not to college, to tech schools, to trade schools. Exactly. Well, that's what they should be used for. And he gives them away, and he talks about how there are companies, in the, and I don't remember which ones. You'd have to go to his site and find out. There are companies that will hire you. They will bring you to where their factory is. They will give you training. They will pay you during your training. They will set you loose on the industry and wherever in the country you want to go. As long as you work for them for X number of years, it's kind of like being in the Army. They'll send you to OCS, but you got to stay there for um, – and these jobs pay six figures. Sure. You can go to work for one of these companies. They'll pay you to be there. They'll turn you loose and in a couple of years make sure. So by the time your, your, your cousin that you always celebrated a double birthday on Sunday at grandma's house because your birthdays were all in the same week or whatever goes to college, accumulates 150 G in student debt, gets out of college and can't get a job because he took some liberal arts degree that qualifies him to do either make fancy make fancy things in the foam on a cup of coffee or flip burgers or ask you want fries with that. Yep. In the meantime, when he's done with that four years, you're out in the working world making 120 a year. That's true. And by the time he gets by the time he gets a fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollar a year job, you're making a buck seventy. Mm-hmm. No debt. Nice car, right? Nice wife, nice kids, nice house, and these jobs are all over the country. Mm-hmm. We have record black employment. Mm-hmm. We have record female employment. We have record Hispanic employment. Right. We have more jobs than we can fill. Yeah, that's true. And you know, 
and people are complaining about the income gap and the wage gap and the this gap, and the other gap, and all they want to do is walk up and down the main square with a sign talking about the wage gap. Go get a job. Right. That's true. There's plenty of them. All the regulations have been cut. You know, regulations have been relaxed. Um, there's no when you go get a job right with one of these, you go to get a job with one of these companies. Your uh, your degree in women's underwater basket weaving is not going to help you one bit. Right. I, I've said it before. I am the perfect, the perfect. People talk about you go to college and this and the other thing, and, and, and you don't get. Look, I'm master's educated. I am the perfect example. My, my master's, my my undergrad degree and my master's never made me a nickel. The only thing that ever put food on the table were the two wrenches built onto the ends of my arms. I've worked with my hands my whole life. I had to put one of my snooty-ass cousins in place the other day about, you know, being, you know, uh, retired, disabled, retired, you know. Mm -hmm. And I said to her, I said, if you think there's anything in the world, anything in the world that I would rather do tomorrow morning than get up and go to work, you're kidding yourself. And now there's a, that, that bill that AOC wants is going to say, well, if you don't want to work, that's okay. We'll pay you anyway. I know. That is total insanity. And I don't, I really don't understand where she gets her thinking. I mean, I, you know, it's. I Boston College. It. I just don't get it. The stupidity. It's, she's showing her stupidity. She's showing her stupidity about. Uh, different economic systems. She's showing her stupidity about people. She's showing her her lack of understanding of of motivation, of drive, of of when people want to get out there and work for things. She, I, I, you know, dignity, yes, dignity, dignity, dignity. And she just doesn't get no, it. She's twenty nine years old, well, right? You know what, Lou. Now, I, I, help me out, help me out because what? I, was, I was I was I was 24 before I went agency. to college. Yeah, but how long has she been out of college? How did what what age do you graduate college 21. nowadays? 23, 24? 21. 21. Wait a minute. You're 18 by the time you get out of high school. Yeah. So it's a four-year degree. 21. 19, go, 20, maybe 21. going into 22, but usually you're 21 cuz okay. people go All right, so she's 18 like, you know. She's been, in other words, she's been walking around for seven full years with an economics degree from Boston University mm -hmm. and a minor in something. I don't remember what her mind was. She, could, she was a waitress and a bartender. Yeah. That's all she could do. All right. Um, yeah. You know, in New York, in New York. I know. The financial capital of the world. And she can't get a damn job on Wall Street. You start off as a runner, you know. You an insurance agent. Start off as a runner. Maybe she's one of these people who thought yeah. because she had her degree that she should all of a sudden be given a job uh, with a salary of three hundred thousand dollars, a card, expense account, and all this other stuff. Maybe that's what it is oh, with her. Oh, well, oh, listen. Go on. Go on. Um, go on YouTube and uh, uh, Google or search YouTube for um, uh, millennial job interview. And I don't know how many there are, but it's like they expect to crawl out of, you know, uh, like I said, with a, a women's rhythmic underwater basket weaving degree. 
and they expect the corner office with the executive washroom key, saying. the parking space. That's you know, probably the, the, they want to work. What she wanted. That's probably what she thought she was going to get. And um, even if you have a, and that's another thing. Anybody who's getting a college degree, college teaches you how to learn. Basically, it gives you right. the basic skills to get out in the world. Okay. To start A, either get out in the in world or learn how to field. learn to move on. Yep. Yep. Luke. Yep. And she didn't get it's a cabal. It's a cabal. Where'd you go? I'm right here. Oh, okay. It's a cabal of parents and schools. The parents helicopter around. They tell their kid they're special. They tell the kid, you know, oh, you participated, you did your best, therefore you get a trophy. And the schools get involved with that. They don't teach history. They don't teach civics. They don't teach pursuit of happiness instead of happiness. They get all this stuff going on. They get out of college, and they want what you said they want. They want the corner office. And them, that's part of it. It's the cabal of parents in that generation and schools ever since the 60s. Sure, sure. Oh, God, I'll tell you, when I was watching parents in the 80s and how they just doted on their children, and it's like, uh, okay, well, so what's your, is your child really that good? No, the kid isn't really that good um, at what no, they claim. Not. The kid's no genius. Um, he's, he or she and, is barely making it, but to mom and dad, they believe that, you know, oh, my God, I have raised the most amazing child, so... You know, it's it's just ridiculous, folks. You still have to it, get out there. It's, College does is doesn't it's give like you the, the key to it, the executive washroom. You have to you see it. a woman with a kid that's two, three years old, and the kid's acting up, and this, instead of saying, "Okay, that's it, we're leaving," um, they turn around and they say, "Oh," uh, and they try and talk to the kid like an adult. Right? Even Benjamin Spock, who I was never a big fan of, neither was I used a thing called the ages and the age of reason back when he wrote, you know, infant and child care mm -hmm. right, was seven years old mm -hmm. before seven children can't reason. Mm -hmm. Children are stimulus response like a freaking earthworm. Right. And now all of a sudden that was out the window. Yeah. You know, it, it was 26. just out the window. <laughs> yeah, probably <laughs> it's probably up at 26, but people think it's two and a half. Yeah. You know, 26 months, you can reason with a, with a child. And they just helicopter around and they reward bad behavior and they all do. this other stuff. Yeah. And we end up with the problem is, look, when I went into the service, there were guys, girls, everybody, name it, that went to several. Because remember, I was from, you know, Newark. Right? They went to Newark State. They went to Montclair State. They went to, you know, what would you always call the teachers colleges? Right. Jersey City State. You know? Jersey City State, mm -hmm. you know, uh, what, what was Kane before? Um, uh, oh, before uh, it William was Kane. William Patterson? Is that William Patterson? No, Willie no. Patterson. Um, oh, I down don't know. Kane was down down in Union County somewhere. Oh, gosh, I can't remember. I don't remember. But it was a teacher's college. Okay. But it was a teacher's college. Okay. You know, same thing. Ryder is the same thing, right? right. They right. They went to these colleges to stay out of the Army. Right. Not all of them. Some of them really wanted legitimately to be a teacher and mold mm -hmm. young minds. The problem is the way they've molded young minds is spelled 
you know, it's not spelled M-O-U-L-D. It's spelled M-O-L-D. Mm-hmm. They're molding children's minds. And now they've gone beyond being a teacher. Now they're principals. Now they're administrators. Now they're deans of colleges. Now they're chancellors of colleges. And they're pushing this stuff. College professors and stuff. I mean, the, the whole, you know, summer of love thing infiltrated the, the higher education system for sure. And the uh, uh, younger generation uh, uh, levels yep. for sure. Yep. As I said, they don't teach civics. They don't teach history the way it happened. They nope. teach this airbrushed version. Nope, and I, I, let me say, I, 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 maybe you have an opinion on this. You know the old expression, you know, those who won't read history are doomed to repeat it. Exactly. No. Right? They are. Well, what if the history you're reading, what if the history you're reading is wrong? Does that count? <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> um... I mean, think about well, that. This, this, though, this sterilized history, wrong, you know. Wait a minute. If it is wrong, what they will do in the future then is change it again. Okay? And there you go. There you go. And there you go. This is what I'm saying. The, the American people have had pretty much had enough of this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I see it all the time. I even see people sitting there saying, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm a millennial. I'm not like that. That's right. Yeah, well, you know something, I, and and this goes. I don't care if you're talking about race, religion, creed, gender, sex, uh, uh, mm-hmm. uh, generation. I don't care what you're talking about. I've said it a thousand times. Stereotypes do not spring fully formed out of the ground. Stereotypes are grown, not sprung. That's true. You have stereotypes in your mind of something, you know, how many times people ask me if I know any mafiosi, you know, uh, uh, kind of a thing. People stereotype. And even, and you see even actors that, you know, uh, uh, what's his name, that played Superman back in the 50s, (laughs) killed himself because he was typecast as Superman. Nobody would hire him. Mm -hmm. You know, so some of these child stars end up on drugs because nobody will hire them because they were typecast into the role they played when they were six. That's true. You know. Stereotypes do not spring fully formed from the forehead of a god. They mm-hmm. are generated. Yes. So if we all think that millennials are this or Generation X is that or Generation Z is the other thing, there's a reason we believe that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And you standing there, yeah, you standing there saying, "Well, I'm not like that." Well, you know something? I don't know any mafiosi. So exactly. you know, let's compare notes. Mm-hmm. But you can't fix it by just ignoring it you've got to take it the time has come and you've heard me say it before i am not pc i'm not sure i ever was i will never be pc the time has come to say crow a set exactly the time has come to say you don't like me stepping on your toes keep them out of my way exactly and with that folks we're gonna have to wrap up this edition of political qrm thank you so much for joining us today um when or whenever you do listen um just remember that we do live in the greatest country in the world please try and remember that and try and educate those who may not believe it try and educate them to that fact um, and if you need some help, give us a holler. We'll help you. We'll give you the resources. We'll send you on a little uh, information jaunt of your own. And um, you can have um, everything you need to, um, you know, educate yourself or educate others. Open your mind. Open your mind, but not wide enough for your brain to fall out. Exactly. 
So thank you again, folks. I appreciate your taking the time. This uh, this past week uh, was the 108th anniversary of uh, arguably, if not the greatest, because uh, Donald Trump is still in office, one of the greatest presidents of, uh, of, of all time, let alone our lifetime, Ronald Wilson Reagan. And uh, happy birthday, Mr. President. But going back even further, uh, when John F. Kennedy said, ask not what you what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. It was almost directly reiterated by the president the other night when he said, victory is not winning for our party. Victory is winning for our country. As Amory just said, we live in the greatest country in the world. We do live in the shining city on the hill. Yes, every city has its slum, but we are the shining city on the hill. Never, ever forget that. And all I can say about that is, may God bless the United States of America. Samson, speak. Good boy.